Blog Talk Radio. Play our song, bitch. Welcome to the war room. We got Kev, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber, but it's game time like the fat five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. <laughs> The Dr. General's up in this piece. What's good, War Room fam? You were once again live <laughs> War Room. What do you about War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network? I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the War Room Roundtable with those dudes. Jimmy the Blueprint, B. Austin. With the NBA offseason lightning round is firing on all cylinders with the draft passes and trades basically happening by the minute. Um, so we're going to touch on some of the transactions that happened this past week. Some of them that happened during the NBA draft. And uh, rumors of a lot of things are still to come. So sit back, relax, settle in for another briefing in the contact. world room. You can also get in on the conversation by signing in right now to the Body Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls as usual on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at numbers 323-410-0012. We'll open that up in about 10 to 15 minutes. So before we get started, we just need to remind you that during the week when we're not right here, live, in on the air, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at our website, warroomsports.com, or on any of the major podcast listening platforms. So shout out to all of those shows. Uh, John Appetit, if you'd like to get your grub on, um, with the Burtons, uh, the Broad Street Line with Roy and Chris. Uh, the Tissue and the Tape Hip Hop Show with Philmatic365 and Davis Backwards uh, after further review with the mayor and a whole lot more, man. Make sure y'all check them out. And, of course, check us out, The War Room, at any time on demand. What, bros, is that um that election over yet or no? Nah? <laughs> no, no, no. We got another two months. We got another two months. <laughs> we still rocking? I don't even know, though. Still, suing people. I start watching the news. Yeah, I mean, I know they, you know, they having protests, a million MAGA march, and about like sixty-four people showed up, but they still telling us that it was a million people because you know they Mm -hmm. learn from their leader. I tell the truth when you can just lie. They took, they took, they took a picture of the same sixty-four people. They that's sixty-four thousand. Glue that shit together. You got sixty-four thousand. Yeah, I mean. Yo, so I, got, I, got a, I got, I got, I got triple that times three. Three quarters of another key. Shout out to Fox. Shout out to Fox. Yeah, they, uh, they're counting people like, uh, like Smokey was counting his money with Big Burn. <laughs> Like one, two, one. <laughs> flip it over. <laughs> yeah. I got a question to ask y'all, troop. And uh, you know, it's about my parent. It's about my parenting. And why am I asking my bros on the air on a sports podcast? Because it's mine, and I could do that. I don't care <laughs> what y'all think. So the young boy told like. His first lie to me today, and and I just want to know whether I'm a bad dad 
because I told him he was proud. not to wear. No, no, no. I would have been if it was if it was good, but he ain't really. He don't really know what he's doing. So <laughs> you know, Dev, yeah, you amateur. can you can relate. You could probably yeah, amateur liar. Yeah, he's definitely very amateurish. But I want to know if I overreacted because you know I wasn't really mad, but I threw it on like he don't know that I'm not really mad. He thinks Damn. that I I lost it. So Did you shoot him or something? You know. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> no, listen. Dev, Dev, Dev can relate to this. You're, you might be able to get there one day as well, brother. Well, brother, I'm a liar. Does he say? Yeah. When you, no, 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 no. Yeah, he, he probably. He, yeah, he is. When you buy, liar, when, when you is. buy uniform, listen. When 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 you when your child plays a, a sport, they make you buy the uniform packages. And them mm-hmm. Jones be like three and four hundred dollars. So it's certain stuff that he can't wear unless it's his sport related. But I ain't gonna front. He got you know some some hot drip. It's hot. So he tried <laughs> to put the jacket on and wear and wear it to school. I said, <laughs> where do you think you where do you think you going with that? So you see all the little football dudes. They wear their little stuff to school. I said, no, you you can't wear that. See, okay, Dad. So then I go to look for his stuff today for practice because it's time for him to go and get his Pele on. And I noticed the jacket was missing. So he comes, you know, and he comes. So I seen it this morning. I said, take that ish off. And he, and he said, okay, Dad. So he took it off in front of me. I walked out the room. I ain't paying attention. So he comes in the door. I said, hey, man, it's time to get ready. Here's all your stuff. Hey, by the way, I couldn't find your little neoprene jacket. Man. Oh, yeah, Dad, it's in the... It's in my little cubby uh, up above the dresser. I said, oh, all right, cool, 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 cool. So I see him, you know, he runs back to the room trying to get ready or whatever. So I follow him right back. And I see him <laughs> go in the cubby because he knows Stop that me. I'm there. He goes in the cubby. But I know that there's nothing in the cubby. Like, so what are you doing going in the cubby? <laughs> so then I go. Hey, he, com- he committed at this point. <laughs> I, go, I, go right, I go right to his book bag. And I open it to him up, and I take his jacket out. And he's like, oh. He let out a sigh like, like he, knew, <laughs> he knew what it was. And so I let into him. I said, yo, if you a lie to me, you lie to anyone. And there's nothing worse than a liar. A liar is a rat, a rat and a cockroach. And yo, I, will, yo. I let him have it for like 40 minutes on the way to practice. But all I was really thinking is, yo, damn, dog, you done told lies that were 30 times worse to your parents and got ass whooping. And this boy just lying about a jacket, and I'm acting like the world. Was I? Because. Hold on, sir. No, no, because that's where it starts. You got to nip it in the bud. You know what I mean? You got to nip it in the bud. Like, how old is Jimmy at this point? Well. Yo, how you he just twelve. He just he that just looked seventeen. That's what I'm about to say. I know, I know. My, my son, my son been a liar, but it's like no, no, no he's been a, he's been a liar. He's been a liar. He's been a liar. See, my son this, is only smart. This, this my is son late. is only smart at certain things. Like he's smart academically in schoolwork, but when it comes to like common, like lying, good lying takes common sense, and he don't got none of that. Yeah. Like he's stupid when it comes to common sense. But then, so, yeah, it like, takes a while to get that. Because if you think back, think back to when you were that age, 
Think of some of the lies that you can remember telling where you oh thought at the time, oh like, oh you thought God. you was cooking. And then when you get older, you're <laughs> like, yo, that was the dumbest thing. Like, yo, like, did they, did I really think they believed that? Sometimes they just be, yo, they be entertaining you, like, no. yeah. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, word. They yo, know, yeah, they know mama, from jump that you're lying. <laughs> So yeah, I, I made him, you know, I might have made him shed a little, a lightweight tear, and uh, he he was he was you know he was hurt. I said, "If you lie to me, you lie to everyone." <laughs> yo, I, yo, I he caught him in like this kind of point. Caught that. him snitch. <laughs> he caught him all kinds of crap. Yo, yo, he tried book something. You should have should have at least book something. You know what I mean, you, you come up with something. Yo, he tried exactly. to help you. Yo. You called his whole street cred in the in the question, man. Damn, called him a rat, a snitch. Nah, but I yo, one thing about it though. Styling with the jacket, though. Real talk, one hundred percent. One time, me and Walt, we was down at um, we was at Disney World, right? So mm-hmm. we went outside. I told Walt that I could drive, so we took the keys to the rental, went out into the parking lot, put the keys in the ignition. Oh, Didn't know what we were doing. Somehow the car got in neutral and kind of like reversed a couple of feet out of the um, out of the parking space. I, we didn't know how to get the the joint back. We didn't know how to get the keys. Like, the key wouldn't come out. Of, I think this was like one of them old Hyundai XLs or something like that. Shout out to Big. Couldn't get the keys out of the ignition. We ain't, ain't no nothing. I was fronting the whole time until I knew how to drive. After some point, we realized we couldn't get the keys out. Our thing was to go back into the room and say, yo, somebody tried to steal the car. So we put the keys in the ignition <laughs> and then ran back to get y'all. Like, yo, it made no sense. We really yo! thought we were cooking at the time. Like, no sense whatsoever. Yo, it was something stupid among yo, them lines. Like, yo, somebody tried to yo, steal the car. It was almost out of the parking space. So we put the keys in the ignition and then ran back to get y'all. Like, they, yeah, they like looking at it like, yeah, and they, we really thought we got away with that. And they, yo, Ben's <laughs> not only lied, Ben's not only lied to people, he lied to Walt too. <laughs> no, 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 no. But even if I did, where was we going? Like, we had to be, we had to be like, we couldn't have been no more than like ten and eleven. Like, no, where was we going? He lied to walk. <laughs> he lied to walk too. <laughs> All right, man. All right. So let's talk about some oh, professional man. sports liars. <laughs> let's get into these hot topics. <laughs> Brought to you by my bookie. <laughs> uh, War Room family, it's definitely time for y'all to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, it's weird because we tell you to do it every week. And y'all supposed to do what we tell you to do. But look, it's time to go play some bets. Lay down some bread on the biggest games in sports by joining the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your bread fast with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after Washington switches to a 10th quarterback during the pregame warm-up. So join now and mybookie will match you. 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, the NBA draft was last night. Um, So this is what I got to ask you, brothers. You know, because I know we were uh, in the chat. Uh, me and Jimmy were in the chat watching the draft. 
And what I noticed was this last, you know, I guess eight months in sports, the fact that most of the quarantine happened, and I guess I can speak for you too as well, Jim, because before the bubble actually showed up, like we weren't really watching sports. We weren't really missing sports. We were kind of happy that we got time to, you know, catch up and watch everything else that we wanted to watch. Netflix was cooking during the start of the quarantine, you know, everything, everybody was doing their thing. And speaking for myself, I was cool. Like I didn't really need sports until the bubble started, but it made me realize last night that the college basketball season, since they didn't have a tournament last year, since March madness didn't happen, the conference tournaments, all that kind of stuff. The season ended before that period when I jump on the college basketball bandwagon and, and research and learn and watch everybody there is to watch that's going to make some kind of difference in the NBA draft and maybe in the NBA in the coming years. Dude, I knew like one dude, two dudes in the whole draft last night. Everybody that got drafted, I'm on my debtor man, like, here and, yeah, and, I know and, it, and, it, and it clicked right then and there, like, yo, this is because there was no March Madness last year. So that March Madness is usually my cram session <laughs> before the draft. Either way, you know, whether whether you knew these dudes or not, I, I still, you know, my contention is that the draft was very weak. Like, what where, where was y'all thoughts on the whole thing? And, and do y'all think this has – any chance whatsoever to be a strong draft class, you know, when it's all said and done. Well, here's the thing, right? I, I think those are two separate things. For one, um, you know, I was right along with you. I don't know none of these boys. I knew LaMelo, and that was about I, it. A couple guys I remember. I ain't seen no like instant being, superstars. Um, like being um, McDonald's All-Americans, like they were highly touted coming into mm-hmm. um, college. But, but even those guys, like, were towards the end of the first round and second round, like, a lot of the guys who, you know, I, that were supposed to be those guys weren't those guys. Anyway, with that being said, I think that's one part of it. Um, the second part of it is, yo, know, even if they had a full college season, I think this is a weak draft just in general. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, only I don't, time will tell I don't know none of them. The boys. one thing I recognize, trash, the one trash. thing I recognize about like uh, <laughs> cats going up from level to level to level is, you know, just because you're great at one level doesn't mean you'll be great at the next and then so on oh, yeah. the next. And sometimes you might be a better pro prospect if you even were a college prospect. But that being said, the one thing that I was shocked at, like, you know, well, not shocked at, the one thing I think might happen is some of the guys that already play pro ball, like overseas or what have you, they hmm. may have a chance to be, I mean, they're already playing professional. And, right. you know, after watching Luca play, I'm like, yo, I'm sending everybody that route. Yo, go play pro ball when you're like 12 so you can come in the league and already be better than everybody. Um, right, because you had like you know, Melo, like, R.J. Hampton, um, a couple mm-hmm. other dudes who already, you know, kind of been What's my man? My man hanging with the big boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's coming from from a place like Israel, so <laughs> he, he got to be tough. Um, yeah, so um, it, it was it was just weird to me because first of all, virtual drafts are very boring. Um, I'm one of those cats. I, I think drafts in general are kind of boring, but you you know you watch it. the NBA draft is usually not that long of an event, so I usually watch that. You know the the NFL draft. I'm not one of those dudes who are super excited about that. 
Like some people plan their whole weekend. They sit in front of the TV the the whole time, don't miss a minute. I can't do that with with the NFL draft. I can watch. Yeah, they need some warm inside. Yeah, I I can watch the first round and then start checking in on it from my phone to see who did what. Maybe sit down for a little while on day two and and watch it, but I can't sit and watch an entire NFL draft. Um, This, though, like, I was trying to hold out until the Sixers picked at 21, and I looked up, and they were only at, like, pick eight, and I was ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. Like, I was only sticking around for the jokes in the chat room. It was that bad. That's that's what I was going to say. That's the best part about the draft now is just, like, group chats because the jokes be fine. And it's not even about the player. It's about their family, um, their living right. situation, their, right. their sartorial game, um, what kind of girlfriend they got, you know what I'm saying, what moms look like. Like, you know, it's just a, it's just who, a, a big who's joke white session, mama, you know? Whose white mama's wearing kente cloth. Um, Yo, it's all a joke session at that point. Could you tap that way? Yo, <laughs> that's all I saw. <laughs> the whole time you just saw the the white lady wearing kente cloth. Yeah, that was that was hilarious, yeah. man. Um, I one saw, thing I remember I, about this draft is that what's the boy's name? Uh, Reginald Williams. Like his family looked like they already had a couple billion. Like he looked like a, <laughs> his family like the, they looked like the Green Leafs. Like they already had bread. Like <laughs> the flower bowl. Yeah, they look they, 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 like they looking down on him. Like oh, you play basketball? Like <laughs> right. Right. Yo. Like we have a son going to the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it, also it shout out to shout out to uh, shout out to Nigeria this morning and Hakeem Olajuwon. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the people in my inbox trying to get me to send the Prince money because I noticed like during the draft, it was you know they they. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that the new wave? Like, is, is Nigeria becoming like the, the the basketball hub? Like, you know, instead of your tons and tons. I mean, I don't Definitely. know. Like, is, is, right. that, is that what's going on? Either way, shout out to Anthony Edwards. This was also one of those type of drafts where the top three players in the draft was pretty much set, even though, even though you know, the drama came down the last week or two. Where they try to tell you LaMelo Ball was falling way out of the top three and all of that kind of stuff. The top three was pretty much set. We just didn't really know the order. Now, that's one of those, you know, that, that's crazy these days because a lot of times, even if you're looking at any draft, the, the top player is usually set weeks, months, you know, before the draft actually takes place. So seeing that first team on the clock is usually like an FOH moment because they've known for, for months who they were going to take. This one was kind of different, different because that top three really did shift like in the last 24 to 48 hours of the draft, you really didn't know which team was going to end up taking who. So Anthony Edwards ends up going first to the Timberwolves, James Wiseman second to the Warriors, and LaMelo Ball goes uh, third to the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the only thing I'd say with LaMelo Ball, because a lot of people think that LaMelo might actually be the best prospect in this draft, it may be good for him as an individual player that he did go three and go to a team like Charlotte because he has a chance to, you know, start immediately, you know, no shots or no shade to, to scary Terry down there. But, you know, Melo has a chance to either start or at least get a ton of minutes. 
had he gone to the Warriors, you're not really sure, you know, how fast he can crack that lineup because, like we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, the Warriors are still on that win-now mode. But, you know, with the story that we're going to talk about a little later with Clay, like any guard might go there and be able to get some minutes at this point. But um, anything, any of these players to you guys stand out? Like, who do you think is the best prospect in this draft? Do y'all agree that it's the, the third ball boy? I mean, I don't no. know the rest of these cats, so I can't say. <laughs> I don't even know these boys. Um, nah, B, you nah I, I, because of your, cause of your non-affinity for the Ball family, or you just think that there's better prospects out there? Better prospects. Both, well, a little bit of both. <laughs> I mean, I think it's possible that it could be mellow, but at the same time, for, for coming from me, that's not that much of a compliment as just how weak I think the draft class is. Um, I mean, you a Jello fan, so... Yeah, you know, Jello, Jello better than all these dudes, but you know, Tatman, Tatman do. But um, so yeah, the the, the draft was interesting. Um, our chat was definitely interesting. <laughs> For those Yo, of y'all not in it, to the point, to the point that I was making though, I know the um the undefeated wrote an article today, um, and this is that seven players either from Nigeria or with a pair from Nigeria got drafted, um, like in the first round yesterday. It's Damn. like the most um, Nigerian selected in a single year. And it says, like, Nigeria has a huge influence over the um, 2020 draft. But it gives a whole story about, like, everything that's going on over there in terms of the NBA building over there. So, you know, the interesting I – mean, another interesting fact, because I think one of the kids from Nigeria was a teammate of the three ball brothers at Chino Hills. So, you know, since Jello hasn't gotten drafted, they've had – what three players go in the top five of NBA drafts? Two of them in the same draft. Um, of course, Lonzo uh, a couple of years back. Um, when you look back to a high school team like that, I, I know somebody in our chat asked that question. Do we know of that ever happening before? I mean, because you have these high school teams that are stacked like Oak Hill and and, and places like that. Have we had a, a, a team? That that had three play, three players play on the team at the same time, who ended up going as as top five lottery picks in NBA drafts, even if it's not the same one. I can't really think. It may have I mean, happened. I have to look at that. Yeah, it, it's but something you would definitely I mean, have to if it, research. If it is, it's probably one. It's probably one of them built up programs like IMG Academy or one of them type jobs. Right. Like, not not anything like this is more organic. I mean, even though three of the dudes on the team, the three three superstar players are from the same family, so that kind of tips the scales a little bit. But still, yeah. like even to have two or three dudes from the same family be lottery picks, high lottery picks like that, that's crazy in itself. I mean, you got the yeah. Holiday brothers; they didn't pull off that feat. You got the Antetokounmpo brothers; they didn't pull off that feat. So. You know that that's something in itself. For all the criticism that Levar Ball took, like that's crazy. And, and even though, like, because because I see a lot of that happening right now, y'all. Like a lot of people, are like, yeah, for all of y'all who talked all of this about Levar, like, look at him now. He got two high lottery picks out of his three boys. I don't. 
ever think that the criticism to LeVar Ball was that his sons weren't talented. Even though I think a lot of the sentiment did kind of surround LeVar and his antics kind of messing things up for his boys. And I mean, some of it was some I of it was they that, were so talented because, that they kind of, you know, they kind of overcame it. Was, they over, they overcame it. it. But, um, they overcame well, no, it. Some of it was hate because people hated him. But at the same time, though, I mean, his marketing is what made them who they are. Like, they, 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 they're well known. Like, they're already, like, Bo is already rich and famous before he even got into the league last night. So it's like, um, you know, salute the VAR for that. But I, I think that, not that it was necessary, but I think he did help them. And in the long run, I think he helped them more than he hurt them. I really do. Because um, if not for what he did, Lonzo will probably be on his way out the league at this point because he can't play basketball. But, uh, <laughs> I still, I still think no, Lonzo can play. He's just not. He's, he's no, he can. I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm just not what the top built him to be. No, I know you. I, I know. I know he, he's not. He's not a top. He's not a top player though. I, he's not. He's not a guy that should have been drafted as high as he was drafted. Um, right. that was like hype. But I mean, he's he's definitely a solid pro. He's a, he's a guy that's a rotational player. Like I just don't think. And then maybe he'll. I mean, you know, who knows? Because the thing about the NBA is, man, when when somebody wants it that bad and they work on their game. So I think it'll be, you know, telling, especially the next couple seasons. We'll see how much he wants it. Yeah, and you we'll know. see with Melo because a lot player. of the, the the scouts and the pundits out there are saying Lamelo, they're they're saying that he's going to be a top tier playmaker as soon as he steps into the league. They're mm-hmm. talking about you know the, his his passing ability right now, and his ability to quote unquote make his teammates better. They're saying right now when he steps into the league, he's going to be one of the better playmakers. And the only thing, how, how tall, how tall, how tall is he? Seven, six, seven, six, seven, six, seven. Six, seven. Yeah. Right. You know what? I'm going to be, only, be objective. I'm going to be. Oh, go ahead, Vinny. No, I said the only thing that makes me think that won't happen is that Mike drafted him. So it got to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go wrong. A bad, a bad personnel decision. Um, yeah, he he should ask for a trade. He he should have got traded for Vladdy Divac last night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I definitely think that. I definitely think that that's possible. Offensively, I can see because he's six seven, and if you match him up against point guards that are six three, to call it six five, his height advantage and his vision. I, I, I could see him being an above-average passer. Some people will laugh at this, but I'm going to say, all right, I, I could see him being Ricky Rubio times two. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see you know him what? being a guy. You know, and, you know what, though? A better that, that's, not, that's not even laughable. I, I've actually thought nah. of that comparison before. I've actually thought of that yeah. comparison before. And yeah, I don't even I know if it's going to be I can see that. times two. That's a little slight to Ricky Rubio that, to say times two. Yeah, it is. I, I, my, my bad, Rick. My <laughs> like bad. But here's, now, 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 here, now, here's, now here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I, I don't know how much dog he has in him in terms of the way he was ranked. And maybe you don't even need to be that much of a dog. You don't need to be Jimmy Butler in, in this day and age in the NBA. But defensively, I think he's going to get cooked. Not just because he's a rookie, but I don't know whether he even wants to defend 
and will he want to defend in the NBA? Right. I mean that that's definitely something he's never proven on any level that he yeah. wants that he wants yeah. to defend. So 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 um, now you're making all of these dimes, you're serving up all these dimes. But if you're giving up 25 every night in a real winning situation, which he's probably he's not going through a real winning situation, so it doesn't matter. But in a winning situation, that's not winning right. basketball. If you give him credit, James Harden right, average... stopped playing defense this year. And no, but 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 but, <laughs> but James, but James, but but James time, Harden. By that time, he had MVP James, and generational wealth before he started playing defense. James, <laughs> James Harden. James Harden is a legendary level offensive player. I don't see LaMelo Ball coming close to James Harden. Like like I'm not I'm not saying I, no, I I'm not saying like, he is. I don't like what James I don't like what James Harden does, but what he does is no less impressive just cuz I don't no, like No, no, no. Like no, no. His I'm not I'm not saying he is. Bananas. What I am saying is this, man, as somebody who watches a lot of basketball, man, most of these dudes don't play defense, which is why these days Getting on the um, all-defense team, all you got to do is show a little effort because most of the league ain't playing defense. They're like, yo, I'm just going to outscore you. Like, you mm-hmm. stop me, and, you know what I'm saying, I'm just going to give you, you know, just stand in front of you a little bit, but let's see let's like see you stop Robert me. Covington. My defense is my offense. Robert Covington got on the all-defensive team because he deflects the ball. Yo, that's a swear for God, one-on-one, he gets cooked. <laughs> most of the <laughs> league don't play defense. So yo, that's why Gabe is. Yo, yo Gabe is like 142, 150. Jim, that's a – that's a stat that they count now. Robert Covington led the league in deflections and got on the all defensive team. Man, he be getting Yo. so cooked one on one. I remember like, Kimball used on, to man. make him his biatch. But um What are you doing with deflections, man? As a as a young player, I can see Mellow Ball being a, a Michael Carter Williams with a jump shot. And then then hopefully as time goes on he keeps a level, you know, that that's higher than the one Michael Carter Williams ended up on as he, you know, as he went through his career. I'm talking about him like he's not in the league no more, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Yo, but, yo, yeah, but we'll, the, we'll the point I was trying to make about the draft, uh, getting back to my point, like, oh, yo, we be we be going in like circles, but um, about the whole Nigeria thing, that I found interesting as, as part of like our talk about the draft because um, reading that article from the Undefeated was talking about basketball without borders. And how they set up shop. Um, they actually NBA has a headquarters uh, over there, right outside of Nigeria. So um, in 2003, they set up shop, and they was like, "Yo, they're finally seeing like you know dividends from the investment they made in the continent that long ago." Because they said when they when they went there, like basketball wasn't really being played at all. So right. it went from that to you know now you have like you know um, seven guys drafted fairly early in the NBA draft and. Moving forward, it'll probably get to the point where you know they're going to start dominating the draft, and I'm like, what's that mean for the European players? <laughs> that means they got to go harder. <laughs> so, no, it, it definitely is interesting. Um, like we talked about in our chat, like the whole basketball without borders program, like it's really showing, it's really showing what the vision was with that whole thing. Mm-hmm. So shout out shout to, to everybody Bears. who was who was involved in that. Um, man, I, I, we actually I don't know whatever happened, but we were supposed to have somebody on that had a lot to do with that program a long time ago. Um, yeah. It might be time to to look to <laughs> contact them and 
maybe get that going now because since this is such an you know the draft made us look a little deeper into it it is such an interesting phenomenon going on right now like it's possible that they might take over that european pipeline so um yeah i think it's something that we could have a good conversation about um but what player movement was a big part of draft night um and you know a few days prior to the draft man the first big shoe fell a few days back when uh chris paul was sent to Phoenix for Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio, the aforementioned Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen LeCue, and a 2022 first-round pick. Um, That trade a few days before the draft became official. So Chris Paul is in, what, his fourth stop? Um, We talked about it last week, Chris Paul possibly joining the Suns and what we thought of it. Now that it's here, this, this probably, you know, if, like you said last week, Jim, if the Suns can continue to cook like they did in the bubble with the addition of Chris Paul, they could possibly make some noise in this in this upcoming season. Um, Kelly Oubre, yeah. who was a part of this trade, his name is uh, coming up to be traded again, kind of like uh, Danny Green was traded twice <laughs> within a day. Last week from the Yo, Lakers so, to the Thunder. So was Thunder Rubio. To the what did Rubio trade again? Rubio, Rubio ended up back in like back in Minnesota, I think. Did he get traded again? I don't know. Yeah, I got, got I got the whole list yeah. here, so we'll go up. Um, the Houston Rockets uh, dealt Robert, the, another aforementioned player, Robert Covington, to the Portland Trailblazers for Trevor Ariza and the 2020 first round pick was, which was the 16th overall pick and last night's draft, and a 2021 first-round pick. Um, Trevor Ariza has been, you know, basically getting bounced around his entire career. Um, But there was a time where where even, you know, picking up Trevor Ariza as a role player was, you know, it was meaningful. At this point, do y'all think that's still the case, or is Trevor Ariza just a throw-in to make things work in, in deals these days? You pretty he pretty much because tre- at one point Trevor Ariza was Robert Covington. If you think about it, he was considered like a three and D type of guy. You know, he could sit in the corner, knock down some threes for you, and he was going to play defense. So he basically got traded for the new him. But but I but it looks like that's what Robert Covington's new thing is going to be. Everybody thought he found a home in Philly when they gave him that contract. You know, something came up. So they had to get rid of him. Everybody thought he found a home in Minnesota, but that's just how people talk. Man, these days. Thought, Somebody gets traded. He's gonna keep you getting, found a home. He's going to keep getting passed around like a Myra. He is. I mean, because his skill set calls for that, though. You're going to be the dude they're going to call in to see if you can help a team that might, you know, need a few pieces to to compete. And and, and now his latest call up is, is, is Portland. When Portland realizes, you know, they're not going to do what they expect to do. They'll trade him while he still has some kind of value. Um, what else happened? What other big trades? The Pelicans traded uh, Drew Holiday to the Milwaukee Bucks for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, and three future first-round picks and a couple of pick swaps. Um, what do you all think Drew Holiday you know, adding him to the Milwaukee Bucks. Do y'all see any big things? You know, first of all, is that going to keep Giannis in town? 
because they also tried to oh, no. send Bogdan Bogdanovich, whatever his name is, there from Sacramento, and he ended up saying, I'm not going to resign here. Um, because it was basically a sign and trade type of situation. And then he ended up letting them know that I never agreed to re-sign there. So that trade pretty much got rescinded. So instead of bringing in, you know, multiple troops for Giannis to be able to see that they were making an effort, you know, right now it's just Drew Holiday. Can Drew do, you know, what can he do that Eric Bledsoe and, and, and Hill couldn't do for that team? I don't. They gave to me at least. It seems as though they gave up a lot for him. Um, right. and, I, and you know, and I like Drew Holiday. This is all due respect, but you know, um, <laughs> about to diss him. But all, <laughs> with all due respect, fuck they doing? Respectfully, you know. No, they gave up a lot though. Like you know, I yeah. think he is an upgrade. Don't get me wrong, he's an upgrade. Um, and he's coming into his own. I just don't see that being enough. Um. Not when the Nets is loading up and still trying to load up, and you got all kinds of other like movement going on within the Eastern Conference. I mean, <laughs> the Nets know, trying man. to get like, every All Star in the NBA. <laughs> Yo, the Nets is like <laughs> trying to tool up. They ready for war. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the Bogdan Bogdanovich tr- trade that was rescinded, <laughs> the Bucks were going to send uh, Divincenzo and Ersan Ilyasova over to Sacramento. So, you know, those guys are still a part of the Bucks. Like, how does that feel That's when kind of you realize up. that your team tried to get you out of there exactly. because of somebody somebody else you back? Um, yo, you sitting on the you – sit, you sitting in the uh, – what do they say to each other in the team group chat? Like, yo, dog, they trying to get rid of your dumbass. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I mean, you come back. Any, you know, any credibility that you were earning on the team, like, you just lost it all. Like if you come in there trying to be like a vocal leader, you know, I, people could just tell you. Like, like, they, yo, they, they don't even want you. Yeah, they don't even want you here, cuz. What are you talking about? Yeah. Um. And then, and then when the team talks to you and it tells you like, man, you're gonna be a big part of us moving forward. You can't believe nothing the team say, dog. They already tried to ship your dumb ass out of here. Like, that's gotta be tough, dog. Shout yeah. to Bogdanovich. Be like, yo, telling them FOH. <laughs> um. Trying to just trying to find some some of the big stuff. Okay, the, the you know the Sixers finally the Elton Brand gets to sit now basically as like the assistant to the real GM. He gets to sit there and watch this dude clean up his mess from all of these silly deals that he signed last season. But uh, Daryl Morey was able to get the Sixers out of that Al Horford deal, so they sent Al Horford to Oklahoma City for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. Um. I think that's a you know, it's a good deal. Like a lot of people, I hear a lot of Sixers fans really not messing with Danny Green like that. They don't want Danny Green for the Al Horford contract. I would have taken back Elmo and Big Bird for real, for real. Yeah. When you have a core nucleus of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, it's obvious what they need. And if you saw the Sixers play two years ago. It, it should make it even that more obvious. You need to surround these dudes with shooters. Danny Green, through yeah. through his his struggles, and the only reason his struggles are ho- so high profile is because his struggles were in the basically it, they they were not only were they in the finals. His struggles, LeBron's legacy, were a little bit dependent on his struggles. 
You know what I'm saying? So it made it even bigger than it just being in the finals. Because those are the people I that see. hate. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I understand, I understand where you're going with that, but I don't think that's really – for me, when you do anything good or bad on the big stage of the finals, it's always overblown one way or the other, right? So you're trying to say because LeBron added more to it. That's possible, but at the end of the day, my man was like – he struggled bad. Like, yeah, he, he, he struggled bad on the biggest stage. So like, I'm going by, you know, all the, the, the crap that happened on social media. Most of it was – it was surrounding LeBron. Like, how you gonna do this? And Brian should get rid of you, and this and that. Like, I, I'm just going well, on what did. people were saying. <laughs> he like, did. All, all the memes I mean, and and all the, the hatred seems to come from people who are really vested in Brian getting that fourth championship. So, so that's what I'm saying. The yeah, big I mean, stage definitely is a thing, but I think who you're playing with, especially because he missed the shot that. LeBron passed to him. So, you know, when LeBron passes off in any situation like that, you're always going to have the two sides of sycophants. You're going to have the people that's calling LeBron all kinds of P words because he gave the ball up in the first place. You're going to have these other dudes out here who want to, you know, their whole thing is, you know, LeBron plays the right way, and and they want to be able to say that because he makes the right play, and then the play ends up being successful. So the fact that it wasn't successful – those people turned their ire Danny Green, and it was all about him. No, I understand exactly fault. what you're saying, but that shot, so it, that, it will, that will forever live in my head. That will forever <laughs> live in my head because you were literally brought here. That's what you were brought here for. Forget everything else you did yeah. leading up to that point. This is uh, what you're here what, for. So if you do, fell like, there, so <laughs> if you fail at this point, why are you here? Like um, it doesn't, ma- it doesn't matter the, how many he makes, you know, throughout the series. At all. Like you None of that even like matters. That. You were brought here for this. <laughs> and, and so the and thing that, is, like you know, with the Al Horford thing. Well, first of all, Danny Green somehow be like bumping into um, championships anyway. What do you got? Like three chips now with three different teams. So he got three Danny chips, Green is yep. uh, with, with three different teams. And I was trying got, to explain somebody today, like Danny Green. You know, though he's not one of the star players on any of those chips. He was a starter on these teams. He wasn't a Robert Ory. Yeah. He wasn't sitting around. He started on all three you know, teams. Right. He, he, he's not sitting around and making a couple of shots late in game that, you know, people going to blow up 20 years later <laughs> to a point that Yo, man, y'all, y'all, y'all going to stop hating on Robert Ory, too, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all be hating on Robert Ory, man. Man, Robert, so Ory, Robert Ory his flowers, man. It's, it's Robert not Rob. It's the people that's trying to make something that Rob is not, man. It's like two, two, yo, it's legend, man. when Rob was in the league, I was I was all a part of the oh big shot Bob this and that, but at times you know you I thought that whole thing was like all right he's making big shots but it's a little bit tongue in cheek like all right but then all these years later like people real real serious about it like a little too serious about it. Like like they he are. was out they here are. winning like, chips like for people, man. People be tripping, so, man. So then what y'all do? Then what y'all do? I'm throwing y'all in the bucket. So so what y'all do on the flip side is y'all y'all throw extra vitriol at the man just because it's not. No, 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 no. No, on the flip side, we got to tell the truth because, like I said, we used to be part of Jimmy, we weren't completely telling the truth back then. Because it was seven point cool. four points and three rebounds. That's his career average yeah. as an unpowered forward. Under, I don't now. even listen, care about listen, his. I'm I don't not, even I'm care not, about I'm his not, career I'm not fighting, numbers. 
B. I'm not fighting for his Hall of Fame status like some folks are, but what I will say is this. It's just further proof of what I said. No matter what you do, whether it's good or bad, when you do it on the big stage, it's blown up. Like, yo, you got to show up. Sometimes you can be ass all year. You show up at the right time, that's what people will remember. People will remember the fact that you've been ass all year if you show up at the right time. Um, and it's I mean, that's to be awesome. That. Be awesome as long as you got the clutch gene. He good with you. Except for Bob Ori though You got to like It's something about being able to show up When you called on at that time Like that's what Danny Green didn't do Like, like Rob Ori makes that shot But I'm thinking back to those times I don't even think B Had an issue with Bob Ori I, I think it's the same as I think it's just that People go overboard So now it's like alright Now I, I, I got to Tell the real deal. I used to have fun with this too. Rob Bob Ory was my man. Big shot Bob. I called him that. Hi, he he made some big ones, but now we taking it too far. Now I gotta be real. <laughs> like now, now you gotta go back and look at all these situations and realize that all the. I mean, because there's actually people out. You know this, Jen. There's people out there who act like this dude. There's there's people who literally say Kobe and Shaq wouldn't have four and five chips if it weren't for for, for Robert Ory. I don't know about that. Like he said, like, like, like two of their chips, two of their chips, they wouldn't but, have something like that. But, like two of their chips, they wouldn't have if it wasn't for Robert Ory. I like that. But I mean, he did make. Oh listen, he contributed. He he contributed. Like go uh, back to know, some of these games, man. Some of these games be like game three, game four, like all games. <laughs> like matter. they be talking like like he Ray Allen them out of some situations. Like all that was matter, a save championship. They were on the ropes. Like, Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot. You know what I'm saying? The, the Spurs win. That kind of thing. Like, Robert oh, Ray has never hit I a mean, shot like that. Never. I, and people act know. like I mean, if that, it weren't that, for – What about that King series? What about that King series when they tap the ball out and, and Big Shot Bob makes that? If you don't make that, what happens? Wasn't that the, the same final. series? Wasn't that the same? Oh, I don't know if that was the same one. But didn't Derek Fisher hit that shot then too? I mean, because that, that no, was the Derek thing Fisher, about those Lakers teams. They got bailed out. Derek Fisher won against the Spurs. They got bailed out against – I mean, they got bailed out uh, a few – I mean, even that – I see what you said. The one – Sacramento was game four. The thing was, Sacramento Listen, had all of the, the momentum in that series. So, I will – I'm getting proud of that, that shot. He hit that shot, and maybe it turned some things around for the Lakers. But at the same time – Everybody and their mama said the refs cheated for the Lakers back then anyway. So yeah, even if he didn't hit the shot, were the refs not going to cheat? <laughs> it's 2020, and I still don't know how the Lakers won that series. So I, I keep it a buck with you. But with that being said, my whole point is – Well, you know, everybody, is, everybody, who hated y'all, everybody who hated y'all going to say what I just said. Everybody I mean, talking true. about I mean, how the refs, know. so, you know. So if that was the Listen, case, man, the that's, that's, going, that's, that's they were going to do their thing either way. Force is just people arguing their, their POV, man. Like, I'll give him that I mean – I'll give him that one though. I'll even, I even give him that. The board, the board delivered when called upon, so give him his credit. Now, is he is he a great one of the greatest ever? No, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. But you know, I mean, y'all be sending a little bit too much vitriol to Bob. Man, I gotta take up for Bob Ory, man. Big shot, Bob is a legend, man. Bob trash. <laughs> Bob trash. <laughs> but, with, that said, with that being said, he's also trash. Danny Green is trash. Um, I'm going to say that. Yeah, you missed that shot. 
Danny Green got to come back and make the All Star game for me to leave. Oh, no, I'm I'm, um, I'm 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 more hype about the Sixers. Like I said, I would have taken Elmo and Big Bird for Horford's contract. I'm more excited about so, the the addition of Seth Curry because you know we got the we got the greatest shooting Curry of all time. And if y'all don't believe that, yo, y'all can look up y'all can look up the numbers for all you numbers people because y'all been telling us for ten years that numbers don't lie. So I'm being a little tongue in cheek right now. But Steph Curry, Seth Curry is number two all time in three-point percentage to Steve Kerr. So if numbers don't yeah. lie, then he's the best shooter in the family. But I want to give the shout-out to Al Horford's family. Because Al, Horford, Al Horford's family went on Twitter and let their hands go upon the trade, talk about how much they hated in the Philadelphia anyway, and now they ain't got to pretend to like it. And I think it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so the Philly fans are miserable. Yo, the crazy part is the response like proved trash. their point, though. <laughs> yo, the response proved their point, though. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, somebody I'm called her a hoe. Somebody called her a hoe. Like, yo, you are, like, yo, you a whore. <laughs> yeah, they called her a whore. Yo. Yeah, definitely. Yo. Um, so th- there were a lot of other trades that, that went down. Um, Nothing too big that we got to waste time. There's some rumors going on out there. I don't know if they're, you know, some of them, I don't know if they're still going to go because supposedly by this time today, uh, Zach Levine was supposed to be in Philadelphia, um, according to our man Vinny. I don't even know who Vinny is, but he got sources, and they said that this whole Zach Levine thing was going to go down and it was going to take Matisse Thibel. And it was going to take Josh Richardson, but Josh Richardson ended up getting shipped to Dallas for uh, Seth Curry. So I guess that busts up that whole deal. Um, I actually think Zach Levine would have been a nice addition to this team because you have somebody in Zach, when all else fails, he can go and get a bucket. You know what I mean? Um, he can go jump over. He can go jump over the moon. He, he can jump, jump over up. the moon. <laughs> Zach, Zach, Zach. Offensively, we were all around with it last year. His little pull up, he could hit a three. Zach would be the dude when the Sixers have those lulls, those nights when Joel Embiid can't get it going, or he got one of the three people in the league guarding him that he can't, you know, he can't play against. Um, he's gonna have that issue again because now Al Horford's no longer on his team. So you got, uh, <laughs> you got Al Horford, you got a. Uh, uh, the Gasol brother, Mark Gasol, and I think it's like one more player in the league that usually gives him some kind of problems. Um, it might be when we play Denver. It's not that the Joker does anything defensively. It's just that the, the Joker goes back at him and cracks his head, and I think that gets into <laughs> Joel's mind a little bit. So you got a few people that kind of makes him a non-factor offensively. We know Ben Simmons isn't the kind of dude who's just going to get buckets and carry you. So the Sixers have issues scoring in those situations. Zach Levine would be a nice addition to get it going at a time where no one else can get it going. So, you know, if they got something else that they could pull out of their hat to get that, I would actually like for them to pursue that whole thing. Um, But I don't know now after they got the the two light-skinned sharpshooters. And uh, Danny Green, who wasn't shooting so sharp, and Seth Curry. Um, yeah, so nothing, nothing really else on the trade, unless y'all have anything that y'all want to bring up in this whole trade season. 
Skyview in the oh, chat room man. says Danny Greed is not JJ Reddick. Um, we he said we're gonna see that soon enough. I think everybody knows that. Um, but what he doesn't bring to the table that JJ did, of course, is on the defensive end. So I don't mind having a so-called shooter who doesn't shoot as good as JJ if he's actually going to guard somebody and we don't have to hide him on the defensive end like we used to have to hide JJ. Um, JJ used to give effort. I'm not going to say he didn't give effort. He wasn't a terrible defender. He locked, he locked, uh, he locked Ray Allen down once in sports. He just, he just didn't have it in him. You know what I'm saying? But he tried. He definitely tried. All right. So before we go to the phone line, I know the homie Tobias is waiting. He's probably upset. Um, before we go to the phone line, just got to, uh, first of all, our quote of the week. Um, it comes from Papa, Papa Ball, LeVar Ball. And this is what he was talking about when he talked about his son's, I guess, his romantic future being an NBA star now. Um, and one of the quotes, he said, if you're in this pro- profession, you got all this fame and notoriety, how are you going to meet a good girl? You're not. So I hate to tell you, but you're going to meet a hoe. Just how it goes, son. And like I said, that's LeVar's son on his son, LeVar Ball on his son's romantic future. Do y'all agree with LeVar that it's impossible to meet a good woman under these circumstances? Because he's like, when you're in the NBA, um, you're either going to meet girls in the arena, in the club, or in the hotel lobby. <laughs> so, I mean, we know there's an nah. exception to every rule, but is he right overall he, correct? He, he's laying, yeah, he's laying the rule down and then, you know, in a vacuum. Yeah, he's, he's right. There's certainly exceptions to that. Yeah. Do we want to talk about exceptions or do we want to talk about probabilities? Probability is based on the bull's intelligence level, who his dad is, his family structure, you're gonna <laughs> run into holes anyway. <laughs> he found a way to flip it back on the family. Yo. Yeah, I mean, look, do you think do you think listen, listen, keep it a thousand. Do you think LeVar Ball respects his wife? Come on, y'all no. saw the show. Oh, I, I didn't. <laughs> Yo, I'm wondering where I'm. I'm wondering where he met his wife though, because Levar Ball was a professional athlete. You know, he had a cup of coffee with the Jets. Um, he was in a team pitcher with the Panthers. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he wasn't on the level like he wasn't really on the groupie level or anything like that. So he probably, you know, he probably didn't meet his wife under those circumstances, but. Um, he he did say he always envisioned this with his wife, though. Like, he kind of picked her because she was tall. I mean, I don't know if it was because she was white, but he picked her because she was tall, and he was trying to get some some definitely, professional athletes out of the whole def- deal. But it's hard to ask. Definitely because she was white. Because of the position definitely. that she's in now. You know, after she had her stroke, she's not all there, so – difficult to even gauge his respect level at this point because when you do see him the relationship is really kind of playful and you and you do wonder at this point like what he does outside of that because is he still he's still hitting that while she in that in condition or 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 is he going elsewhere either way man 
he probably said it in a way that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to hear, but I'm, you know, it's, it's some truth in to what he said. And there's also actually some truth be into what you said and how he phrased it. Because when you look at the latter two ball brothers, Jello and Mello, like neither one of them are the most mature. Neither one of them are the most bright. I mean, damn, he took, Jello ain't been in Mello ain't been in school since he was like fourteen, fifteen years old. Um, so that didn't help either. But he's he's his maturity level is yeah. I don't even know think, especially going right into the NBA, I don't even know what kind of women he's even gonna attract. Besides I don't like, I don't group you IG IG models, man. IG models, but I don't even think that like it's not even I'm not even really like knocking him like yo bulk like he not only is he my perception of him is he he an idiot like that might be <laughs> natural but yo his dad took any hope of intelligence away from dude anyway so oh, it's, it's, okay. I don't know I don't know uh, Mello might go to he, he might Mello might go to you know, I mean when I used to your man, um, what's his name? I don't know if he met, I don't think he met nobody there, but what's your man? The the, the very immature boys play for the Wizards and then play for uh, oh. Golden State. Nick, Nick, Nick Young. Nick, Nick, Nick Young. Young. Yeah, I used to, I used to see Nick Young in church <laughs> when he, when he, when no, he Nick, lived around no, the East Young, Nick Young, Mello might, Mello Nick Young got to a, a North Carolina church. He might. Find himself no, he got girl. a good Nick Young got a good African American background, backbone, two parents type household. The problem with his parents were, and I'm not even, I'm not making a joke here. I think both of his parents had a little tism. I think they were both a little, so he didn't, he didn't really have, he didn't really have the the opportunity genetically to get Yo. no brain. He had an opportunity to get no brain. Yo, you. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, Come on, cuz. Yo, yo, you in your bag right now. You <laughs> out of pocket, man. Yo, you just yo. slandering people, dog. Yo. All right, man. All right, yo, that's Nick man. Young. Look into him, bro. A little slow. Right. Um, just, just a quick note. NCAA tournament, they are going to try to play it at one single site. So, I mean, I guess we can call that the, the tournament bubble. Um, I'm interested to see those plans come to fruition. I know uh, Coach K was saying it's going to be difficult to get that many teams in one city and one site, but I don't know if you're not, it depends on the whole fan situation. Like if you're trying to do this and you're allowing fans in the building, then yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be heavy lifting logistically for any city. And the first city they have in mind is Indianapolis. Like, you know, Indianapolis is a pretty good city. It hosts a lot of stuff. But if you're trying to have that many teams and you're trying to allow their fan, their con- contingency of fans there as well, like where are you going to get all these hotel rooms from? Um, the logistics for that will just be a nightmare. I pretty much think at this point, though, that they might end up they're They're probably going to play without fans in the stands. Um, they lost 300 and I want to say it was like a $375 million loss to the NCAA last season for not having 
the tournament. Um, it kind of sounds like it should be more than that, but that's the number. I, that's definitely the number I saw. Um, but I think to recoup any of that, you just have to have the tournament. You at least have to get that money for those the, the TV rights or whatever. And maybe that's the the money that they talk that they're saying that they lost because they didn't deliver for the TV networks. So they probably had to, you know, fork that money back over. Um, y'all think that can work? Sixty-four teams, one city. In a bubble, um, yeah, for the college, for the college kids, probably. I mean, I don't know how much be a lot of that it can be because it's not like they have like mm-hmm. a Disney World type of situation down there. So everybody's gonna be spread out at different hotels, but that's gonna take. That's gonna be a lot of. That's a lot for one city, man. That's a lot for one city. We'll see, because we we need to have a tournament this year. <laughs> no matter what, we need to have a tournament this year. All right, so um. Let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias waiting on the phone line, probably cursing y'all out. <laughs> Roll damn tide. I know. Roll damn tide. LSU is not running from that ass whooping because it's getting rescheduled, baby. Winter is coming. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I was watching the draft, right? I had no idea who the hell most of those cats were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't Minnesota the only ones. Minnesota drafted a guy number one who doesn't even like basketball. Uh, yo, okay. yo, he shut the border. Yo, he, he don't even want to play basketball. I want to pass. I don't care. He becomes MJ. I'll pass. I'm taking my chances. But uh, hey, Bulls, yo, yo, real quick, real quick, Dev, how H U joke? Shout out to Corey Beer. You know, he want to know, play right? ball. I know. Hey. Then the Bulls drafted a guy that couldn't even start at Florida State, not Duke, not North Carolina, not Kentucky, not Arizona, Florida State. And this dude, if you look at his bed, he's a member of the. We got a cat from the Bull Lake. We know he ain't gonna be good. Uh, you know. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, taking it, I'm taking it. You didn't like. You didn't like Chicago's pick. You didn't like your team. No, pick. I didn't. Uh, remember the killer well, Cavaliers took Dion Waiter. He came off the bench. Money. Was that? Y'all got y'all drafted a flower boy that comes from money. Yeah, the boulet. His mama wearing wearing the finest furs out here. Daddy can't jump at your fur. He's probably got a homie named Simi in the back. I don't know. But uh, here's a. It did the main event of the night. We got the white woman, the kid take cloth. That was that was that was hilarious. Twitter ate that up. Uh, <laughs> you know. But the problem is right. This is the problem the NBA has. Uh. I think AAU kind of killed it because AAU generally has crap. Co- they pretty much got us coaching. The guy wearing the, in Adidas or a Nike sweatsuit, they, they give it to him. They just say, hey, here's the ball. Let him go. They kind of like coach like Doc Rivers. But anyway, uh, you know, but then also, nobody – it's like not the NFL draft. Many people watch college football. They get to know the players. They get them come in. Even someone like Zion, people knew who he was even though John's a better player, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but they got some fanfare behind them. We got a bunch of guys that nobody's even seen, and we both get excited about nobody, people we haven't even seen, <laughs> you know, we haven't heard of. And I, I don't know what they could do, 
But I, I don't know what the NBA could do about that, but that just hurts interest. By the time the guys get good, they get sent to Sacramento, there's some hellhole like that that should be in Seattle. And then you never hear of the guy, <laughs> you know, and that's just crazy how that is. Yes, I mean, definitely a lot of people who haven't played organized ball in a long time. Um, so good luck with that out there. Um, yeah. who, did, who did you want? At uh, you had the number four pick, right? Who did you want it for? Yeah, for I thought don't they know. needed. I, think, <laughs> I, I I did a little dig. I did a little read. I would have gone with the Obi Toppin cat, uh, but he but he was doing too much crying and hollering for me. Even though Tyrese, the Tyrese <laughs> kid, started bellowing like had a little feminine. <laughs> well, he cried. Yo, but, he sounded uh, like Prince, didn't he? He <laughs> 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 can't do that on TV though. Like, hey, I was waiting for him to say, "What more do you want from me?" I was waiting for him to say that, Nick. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what more do you want from me? <laughs> but I was gonna go with him or the uh, Israeli kid, Danny Abdija, who was having a good fellas episode at the draft party. Uh, <laughs> he was gonna look like a bomb hit was going in the background. Yo, he because, yeah, he definitely had the, the crime family in the table. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like they need a, they need like a, they need it. Uh, uh, a small four who could play three and four who could score as well. Uh, I hate the guys that say, well, he got potential. He shot up the draft boards. He's very athletic. They're good at his workout. Like, hey, I think every athlete going to do good in their workout. Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, you I know. think the good news for you, uh, Tobias, it looked like Mac Zach might be staying. <laughs> yeah, Billy Donovan, baby, the power of Billy Donovan. John Paxton would have traded him in a heartbeat before for a two piece and like a two piece and a butter biscuit from Bojangles. That ain't what Vinny said. Vinny said he was gone. Hey, yeah, that's why he's staying. He, he, Whatever Vinny, Vinny said, so, go the other way. Hey, <laughs> Vinny says sources say the six has got to deal with, to get Kobe Bryant in the trade. He'll probably say that next. Yeah, no, rest of peace, Kobe. No. Uh, you know, you probably would say that, but uh, <laughs> get this right. You know, the NFL, right? I know Jimmy loves Buck's Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about now? Hey, they want Jameis with. They hate Jameis, right? I don't care. Jameis can save a cat from a burning building. He can save an old lady. All that stuff, right? And so they're hoping Taysom Hill's a starter. They say, oh, man, she told you and all this. I'm like, ain't no way in hell Taysom Hill, a.k.a. rich man Lamar Jackson, Brady Papinga, said <laughs> it's going to be the starter. <laughs> but my question, my question is this, though. Funny right? thing so, is. So let's just say you don't. I, Taysom, Taysom making $80 million, right? He's making like $20 million a year. Like, if you don't put him in at this they point, what gotta are you paying him that money there. for? I'm going to say they got to yeah. put him out there. And like, like you – because, like, you don't have to pay somebody that much to be Slash. Like, is being Slash worth that much? Like, that's not even quarterback that good money. at Slash. Yeah, not I mean, that's good that's, at Slash. That's, like, you have – because, like, I, I definitely want to see Jameis play. But at the same time, I want to see them throw this cat out here that they think so highly of that they pay hey. him that kind of money because I've never actually seen him play quarterback. Like, I've, you know, I've seen him throw a couple of passes. Of course, he's strong. Has an arm and all that kind of stuff, but that that as contract. Like, I, I'm I'm I want him to prove it. You know what I'm saying? And, and if anybody hey, out there doesn't know hey. what we're talking about, uh, Drew Brees 
Um, he's going to be out for, for a little while. Drew Brees has five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung that he suffered in last week's game. So uh, the, the the Saints are scrambling right now, and I guess they're trying to figure out what they're going to do hey. at the quarterback position if they're going to go with Jameis Winston and or Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill in some kind of package. All I know is that one Mag has been taking a lot of had a bad couple of weeks. Is all I got to say. And what did I say, um, Tobias? I, I I mentioned how after winning that second game, the 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 Saints players were a little too demonstrative, you know, with the trash talking towards the Bucks. Yep. And I was already saying, like, all right, this is not the same Bucks team. Like, y'all might be used to sweeping them and then being able to talk trash because you don't have to see them again. This Bucks team, they were probably going to have to see y'all again anyway. So it was too early for all that rah-rah. But now you're in a situation where your star quarterback has gone down. We don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't know what that's going to do for their record. You know, maybe Jameis and Taysom Hill can keep them afloat. We don't know yeah. what – you know, what's going to happen. But I'll say this. Now, as a Bucks fan, as a Bucks fan, I hope Taysom Hill runs out that smoke and go on the sun. That's all I'm hoping for. Uh, because <laughs> I always say, if you think this quarterback is that dude, Drew Brees wouldn't have made it to 41 years old in the Saints. Remember, Steve Young took over Joe Montana because he was that dude. Tom Brady stepped in for Bledsoe he was that dude. Teams will move on from you early, let you finish it off somewhere right. else, and they got this dude. I have yet to see a 30-year-old who only threw 12 touchdowns and 11 pitches last year in college develop to be like, I don't know, but I hope they start him because, hey, all I say is that, ladies, get you a man who loves you as much as Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill because I'm sorry. I hope hope they put him in. But at the same time, I I look at it and it's like, hey, maybe – if Jameis does perform, maybe it may work out for him, and it may be another example of not how high you go, where you go. And it's like people, it's like all these revisionist people, for example, I'm kind of flipping it here, was like all these people are mad the Bears passed on Patrick Mahomes. I'm like, if you watch college football, you didn't see that coming. If Patrick Mahomes got drafted by the Cleveland Browns, he wouldn't be Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Deshaun Watson, for example, I do think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. I think he's a little overrated in my opinion, but I think he's a good quarterback because I, I think he. I, I know Bill O'Brien is an antichrist, and I think because the media hates <laughs> Bill O'Brien that they won't that they ain't giving him crap. But hey, dude, if you're supposed to be that dude, why are you team two and six? Could you at least get the five hundred if you're that dude? I know Hawkins got traded. But at the same time, we pay you forty million dollars a year here. You can't give us better than two and six, <laughs> you know, in a passing league. So I just think that the my last thing is I just think the media, if they like you, they will give a pass to you. And it's like they it's like they, it's like they crapping on y'all guy Carson Wentz. But I'm thinking to myself, he has to press. Look what the hell is around him. <laughs> you know, he has no choice. What are you gonna do? Check it down and the defense give up the booty again? What the hell? What are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know, I, I hate when they say that. Oh, well, he should have thrown that pick. Okay, he check it down to the running back. There's no pick. They give him a touchdown again. What the, what's the point? 
Alex, I say this. If Alex, if, if not throwing interception with the magic elixir, Alex Smith or Tyron Taylor have five Super Bowl rings of feet. You guys have a great day and have a happy <laughs> roll tie day, fellas. Thank you, right. Austin. Holla. Somebody has to be on one, yo. <laughs> make some good points, though. Definitely make some good points. Um, so, yeah, that, that whole Drew Brees thing is, is unfortunate, but the Saints, you know, they're going to have to live in that now. But, see, it, it's a few scenarios that I want to happen. It's like, you know, you got that whole angle with, with, with the team prematurely talking trash. Then it's kind of like, all right, I want to see if this dude Taysom Hill can do anything. You kind of want to see him go in there and lose so you can be like, y'all stupid for giving him all that money. But then a part of me wants Jameis to go in there and win so he doesn't have to be in this position next year. He could possibly get himself a starting job and like a reset to his career. So it's like a whole lot of whole lot of scenarios in, in, in Saints land right now. I mean, oh. I just don't know how they paid the dude that money. And, they and you know what I'm saying? Like, you've got a plan, but I agree with you. You want to root for Jameis, but you want to see Boyle fail? I don't know how they get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Well, he got to go in there and fail miserably, and then maybe Jameis will get the And then we get Jameis anyway. I, I after that, know, yeah. I mean, five broken ribs and a collapsed lung, uh-huh. might be a while. I mean, ribs heal pretty quickly from what I hear, but it, and it's usually like a matter of pain tolerance. Uh, but collapsed lung to me just sounds <laughs> it sounds a little serious for, for, yeah. for football. But I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. Um, I'm not the doctor general. Shout out to B. Austin. Um, so, um, the Giants, <laughs> the Giants fired uh, one of their assistant coaches, Mark Colombo, um, the other day because supposedly he and head coach Judge got into what they're reporting as a verbal alter- altercation, but. Some reports are creeping out that the verbal altercation actually got physical, um, and and Mark Colombo might have put the hands, put the paws on the head coach, leading to him being fired immediately after this. Jimmy, have you heard any details about this situation? I mean, <laughs> only thing I saw on Twitter was hands was laid upon uh, upon the. And once hands was laid upon, my man had to go. I heard it was, I heard it was a beatdown. Somebody, somebody got, you know what I'm saying, got flesh placed upon their face. <laughs> and they had to roll out, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's not, that's not, there was not a lot of social distancing going on in their discussion. All right. What the hell be Austin at? Be. Yo, I don't know. You all right, be Austin? You got kidnapped or something? Man? Well, maybe Austin just disappeared on us. Son shot him over that jacket. You heard him telling the story. Don't be talking about me on the I air, appreciate that. Not one bit. Pop, pop. All right. So, but before we move on to um, what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, did we yeah, mention? Man, I just want to. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Just want to remind Live everybody man, who, who didn't hear uh, Clay Thompson during a workout in in Southern California. Uh, he's 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 gonna miss another season, maybe more than a season, because he has ruptured his Achilles tendon. Remember, Clay had just rehabbed 
and he was set to come back at the start of the season from a torn ACL that he suffered in last year's NBA Finals. Like, what does that do, just real quick, for the Warriors? I mean, because we talked, we've been talking about the Warriors lately because they've been kind of out of sight, out of mind, weren't invited to the bubble, um, plagued with injuries last year. You know, some of them probably weren't that serious, but since other dudes were injured, um, a lot of people think Steph kind of packed it in. Um, the fact that we counted them as contenders still because they were coming off all of these injuries and still had the nucleus of their team, like, what does this do for that? First of all, a lot of the trade rumors surrounded them getting rid of Wiggins. I think that's pretty much a done deal now. They're going to have to keep Wiggins. But do we look at them the same way? Like, are they still a contender? Or does them losing a piece like Clay Thompson take them out of title contention? That's yeah. It take, it, take, it takes them out of contention because he is a pivotal part of what they do. Not only are you losing twenty to twenty three points a game, but you're losing a guy who's an all world perimeter defender. Because remember, he takes the hardest mm-hmm. defensive assignments and still gives you 20, 21, 22 a night. Now, Wiggins is athletic he can, though, enough. Because but but he, but, he, he but only speak, dribbles the ball speaking, hold on, like hold four on, times a game. On. So speaking, he, can, he speaking, can expend that energy. Speaking of, speaking of guys that don't, that, that don't want to play basketball, I'm not convinced that Andrew Wiggins wants to play basketball. He just gets paid a lot of money because athletically, you know, he is superior to Clay. But game-wise, as a player, he's not. And I think some of that comes from desire. So you got a guy that I don't think has the desire. But now, you, as, as Jimmy said, you got to keep him. You have to keep Wiggins now because of Clay's injury. But they're no longer as potent because now I can focus on Seth. I can focus on Seth. What could Andrew Wiggins no be? if he had this dog and this desire that everybody says he doesn't have? Like, what could he be? Jimmy, because I've Jimmy, watched this Jimmy, dude... Jimmy I've watched Butler this time, dude put time, up numbers like... Time. I watched him put up numbers like 22, 5, and 4, and people talk about him like he's a bum. Like, yes. what could he be if he actually wanted to be the best at his craft? Top, top. Top five in the game. Top five, top five. Damn, that high? I can put him in the top five. Jim, with the numbers that he puts up and the way people talk about him, it has to be. It has to be. Like, this dude is a career 20-point scorer, but people talk about him like he's a bust. Like, he's a career 20-point scorer, but people talk about him like he is a piece. If I'm not mistaken, he had a season where he averaged 23-6-5, and and he he don't want to play. A couple things real quick. Um, Casey Mack says in our chat that uh, Andrew Wiggins could be T-Mac if he had dog in him. Um, what I'll say to that is T-Mac is soft and he's trash too. But um, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, uh, I, 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 I used to hear I love T-Mac, like, oh, Casey those... Mack. That's, that's what Jimmy think of him. I swear no. I don't know where y'all get that from. <laughs> no. <but. laughs> I, I don't like I don't like Bull. But anyway, um, I don't love I know. Him. I don't love him. we know. I don't love him, but he's an all time great. <laughs> yeah, whatever. He ain't even the best in his family. But yo, real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, he's definitely the best. Don't do family. that. Don't do that. He's definitely the best in his family. No, he's not. Oh, B, B, you missed that conversation in the chat, man. 
Everybody said they would pick Vince over T Mac, and I think they all smoke yep. crap. I think they all on. I think they all Yo, on rock now. All I think they all on rock now, man. <laughs> I think Vince is better. But the thing yeah. is, though, at their, yo, at Vince their, is at better, their peaks, yo. At their Jimmy, peaks, at their Jimmy peak on rock now. T Mac was better. At their peak nope, power, T Mac was better. No, T Mac wasn't. Vince can't even Vince ain't been better than T Mac. Vince ain't been better than T Mac since two thousand. At their peak powers, Vince was going back and forth with AI in the playoff game. Vince was winning playoff series. At his peak power, T-Mac couldn't get a dub in the playoffs because he was actually a coward that only showed up when it doesn't matter. But we're not going to T-Mac was T-Mac was going back and forth with AI in the first round. We just beat the ass. We beat Vince and him, too. Listen, man. Understood. <laughs> he was going Vince back and forth. Going in the playoffs. T-Mac. T-Mac that wasn't in the playoffs. It was just a round later. Yo, Both of them was, yo, T-Mac was first round a, versus T-Mac second round. Final, T-Mac couldn't win a final series until he, like, set on the Spurs. See, I'm, but anyway. I'm, 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 objective, I'm objective there because I, I don't even think he was on the roster that, for that. that. I think they got him out. I, I agree. I agree that T-Mac is a <laughs> But I still yeah. acknowledge that he's better than Vince and he's all. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Y'all on rock now. Yo, anyway. Anyway, yo, yo, Vince had a better career. Vince is a better player at his peak. Vince is a better prospect. Vince is just a better person. But, yo, leave all that alone. <laughs> the bottom line is we talk about Andrew Wiggins, though. Um, and Andrew, don't be Wiggins. Don't even ask how. Yo, the thing is, bars. He's a soft, he's bars. a soft Canadian that puts up. He's a soft Canadian that puts up meaningless points. Um, do you, first of all, Jim, do you think I that's agree. a do you think that's a Canadian disease though? Because R.J. Barrett looked to be going down that same. I mean, he only he had does, a year. I ain't gonna judge him yet, but he he I looked mean, like. You I, I, know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Canadian thing, but I'm kind of blaming Drake for that, like because you know, <laughs> it's his fault. Because we just think they also like. R.J. seemed to have a little more mm-hmm. dog at Duke though, because it seemed like he used to try to take things from Zion because Zion was getting more props. Well, so he'll be taking that wasn't dog. That, that, that wasn't dog. That wasn't dog. That, that was, was jealousy. That was jealousy. <laughs> that was jealousy and draft, draft positioning. Like this boy taking all my all my shine. So if he's not fueled by that, then he's probably going to be a wiggy. Wiggy is a talented boy, man. Yo, but but no. RJ RJ Barrett RJ Barrett got a lot of tools, but he ain't he ain't wiggy. Athletically, he ain't wiggy. Wiggins, so Wiggins, so Wiggins, Wiggins can't do more for Golden State than um, what's the other ball? Who they, who they try to blame the, the loss Barnes? on? Barnes, yeah, he oh, can't do more for them than Barnes. That's Jimmy. That's I mean, Jimmy Barnes was more important to their <laughs> initial success than people give him credit for, but he was also expendable. But Wiggy can't yeah. do more than 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 basic Barnes. Oh Pro- no, probably. I think so. Probably. All right. All right. You know, we just wanted to see. But, but man, tough, tough break for Clay, man. It's yeah, it's crazy. You know, yeah, I, I definitely feel, I feel mean, terrible for Clay at this point, man. Um, but before Jimmy tell us what happened, while y'all were on the grind, uh, I just want to give you our stat of the week. And our stat is not really a stat. It's just another first. And it's crazy that, you know, it's first is in 2020, but on Monday night, we're going to see the first all-black NFL officiating crew to work Monday night football. Um, the homie Jerome Boger um, is going to be the captain of that that uh, 
that squad, and they're going to do uh, this upcoming Monday night game. So make sure y'all tune in to catch history. Now, what I didn't get, B and Jimmy, is this just the first all-black crew to do a Monday night game, or is this the first all-black crew to do an NFL game, period? To me, it sounds like it's just the Monday night thing. You know, I putting think that's what it sounds like. They've, they've, let, they've, let Nakers, they've let Nakers officiate games before the crew. Yeah, no, I, I, that's what I'm saying. The whole crew, though? Whole crew of Nakers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to, I, I'm just, you know, just trying to make sure because I had, to, I've had that question since they made this announcement, but I can't really find anything here nor there to, to give me a, a definitive answer on whether this is the first time there's been an all black crew, you know, period or, or, or is this just a Monday night thing? I'm thinking it's a Monday night thing. If anybody in the, the chat room or or our group chat knows this for sure, you know, let us know. Chime in. Um, but with that being said, Jim, let everybody know what happened this week while they were on the Grizz Nye. Yes, sir. And while you were on the Grizz Nye, it's brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you or your business need a new website? Here's where you go. You go to digitalextremetech.com and get you a custom, affordable website. Stop wow. using them trash sites, and, you know, I'm not going to name no names, but you know who you are. Themselves. You know Call Digital Extreme Tech at 267-205-4203, and for a discount, say, I heard this on the war room. But it's time to talk about what happened. Seriously. You, on the you don't have any real development skills, and you're making your own site, he talking to you. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah, and 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 even even the young ladies, man, it's time to come up off of OnlyFans and have all that traffic come to you, and you I keep need all digital, your breath. Digital fans, <laughs> digital extreme. I'm gonna leave that one alone. I'm a fan of that site, so I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave that alone, though. Shout out to the you're only, you're to only, you're only a fan. But we can you're we can hook them up to the Pope. Digital's off of off of what they make. Uh, you know. Yo, shout out to the Pope who got caught double tapping on some buns on IG. But you know, that's either here nor there. Oh um, no! Boys buns or girl buns? Yeah. Oh, there was girl buns. There was girl yeah. buns, but the Pope got yeah. caught double tapping on some bikini buns. But oh, anyway, um, I mean that also happened while you were on the grind as well. So that's, that's really like part. Of, that could be part of the grind segment because it did definitely, happen definitely while you were on the grind. Yeah. You know. I'm saying, and the, the sport was fishing. And that was that. So that was that. Meanwhile, in Italy, news. <laughs> <laughs> the sport, the sport was fishing, and the Pope got caught double tapping buns. If you don't believe me, just get your Google's on. Anyway, um, the New York Mets, Robinson Cano, suspended <laughs> for the entire upcoming season for performance-enhancing drugs. And, you know, Cano, the season was too good. No, no. You know, this is interesting because, of course, the fe- the the reason he got a season is because he's done this before. He got eighty games. Um, the last time around, so the next step on the, you know, the MLB's performance enhancing Man, drug how policy get, how you get, is how you get bagged again. That that's the thing, and and getting bagged again means you're forfeiting your whole year salary. His whole year salary is twenty four million dollars. The question yeah. for me is not how you get bagged again. 
the question for me is, why are you still doing this? You have a guaranteed Yo, contract. My, and, so you're and jeopardizing $24 million. Tyson told y'all how to cheat. <laughs> you, you, you're jeopardizing $24 million to stay good for for money that you already signed for. This is baseball. They got to give you that money anyway unless you do something stupid like this. So, man. Um, and what he got popped doing. That's an expensive mistake. Because the first time around, he got popped doing a, a, a diuretic because, you know, that's, that's what they pretty much use to mask um, steroid uses. This time... Uh, he got popped using that. What's the one with all the, the syllables? Stanazolalol. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was that one. Yeah, that's Stana, right. Stana, Stana, Stanazolalol. I just call it the cream and the cream or the clear. I just call it that. I don't really, I so yeah, I mean, Robinson Cano is 38 years old. Um, he missed 80 games in 2018 after testing positive. I, it's 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 just disappointing to see that you know he's dumb enough to to get bagged again. But how many uh, how many more years is left on his contract? This might uh, be real. Two years. He had an additional forty eight million left on his contract. So I don't know. You know, it's I guess I mean because usually you do what you got to do to ball out in your contract year. So maybe next year, you know, at, at thirty eight. 39, 40, you're trying to get one more deal. I just don't think it's worth it at this point. You're 38. You're basically on your way out. You got two more years left on a, you know, a $24 million a year contract. And you just lost half of that money at this age because you're still out here trying to I don't know what I'm I'm saying. I I can't even finish that sentence because I don't know what you're still out here trying to do at that age. Your logic, your logic, by your logic, you're saying if that contract run out at the age of 40, he may get another re-up. I don't think he would get a re-up at anything significant. So he really just cost himself half of the bread. (laughs) Of what he already getting. Yeah. Like, he's not going to get another significant contract, even if he plays past 40 and they say, all right, 41, cool, we'll give you three million, three million years. We ain't giving like, you no 24s, no 15s. What is your so he's done. Dumbass. Yes. Right. Yeah, no. What else happened? Jimmy? I mean, my, my thing is maybe he, maybe he really garbage, and that's the only way he can play. Anyway, um, James Harden, right, Um, he reportedly went out of Houston due to the – Due to the team's owner support for Donald Trump, uh, that's a, that's that's one of the rumors of why he wants out of Houston. They said I'm the same he's thing a legend about in Russ. The Houston nightlife. Um, <laughs> I mean, if that's the reason, I got I gotta respect it. Salute. But you played on this team, you know, for a while. I, did you just find out where your owner's uh, political affiliations lie? For well, me, he was there it kind of owner came though. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's he, he's definitely had more years, but he's been there with him, you know, long enough. Um, it kind of seems like to me, because of course we know that um, he's allegedly asked for a trade, not just a trade to be out. He's specifically asked for a trade to the Nets. 
So for me, this kind of looks, this kind of reeks of, okay, me asking to go to the Nets. If I end up there, people are going to give me the, the KD treatment, you know, with this whole thing. Um, this is maybe something to gain a little bit of empathy. Oh, man, no, I can I'm see why he I'm wanted not, to I'm leave now. So it kind of makes him, like, look like less than a less than a biatch by saying something like this because we know for a lot of black people and a lot of democratic voters, Donald Trump is like a non-starter. Like a lot of people oh, yeah. didn't got, even like got, Joe Biden, me. but they voted for him me. because of Donald Trump. So if he says well, this, here's my thing. it kind of makes him looking like a, a P.I.O.C. running over to the Nets look a little less P.I.O.C. <laughs> I mean, that's just, you know, I, I that's just feel I'm like thinking. James Harden is the same one that pulled up to the bubble with the Blue Lives Matter uh, all on. So, I mean, right. then to say that he didn't know that's what it was. But, I mean, at the, at the right. same time, though, I mean, it could have been this past election and he saw how his owner moved, right? It could have been that. Um, but I do believe that I don't know how true this is. But at the same time, we didn't hear him say it anyway. That was just a made-up rumor. Like, in these days, you can't believe any of these rumors that you see online. Shout to my man, Vinny. Right. Because people uh, will make something up just to get just to get some clips next. Dog, <laughs> the way they make stuff up now, cause it's like, yo, it's like, it's money, like money, not that the bull was when the bull talked about fake news. Attention. I think him, I think him branding news as fake news has made it even worse. He kind of talked it into real life. Not that it wasn't fake before, but he made it worse. Because right. now, right. yo, catch just make up stories, cause and and I mean this should be one of that. We didn't hear him say this. See, but that's the thing with him. He coined the term, but the stuff he was claiming fake wasn't really fake. It was just bad about him, so yeah. he made it fake. But then, like Jimmy said, it opened up the floodgates for people to really, you know, <laughs> put the fake news out there at a clip that we've never seen before. So it definitely yeah, could be that. Creating stuff. <laughs> it definitely could be so, that. But if it is, yeah, so you I don't know, even know. I, I don't even know if it's true, like, man. But, like you, you said, know. I mean, first of all, if that's why you're – uh, why you went out of a team? Like, good luck landing in a spot where <laughs> where where the yeah, owner is. If I'm the owner, if I'm, an owner <laughs> I'm gonna trade your contract to Siberia. <laughs> I'm trading you out the whole league. Right, but not even, that. Not even that. Trade but I'm saying, trade I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, Jim. Up. Good luck landing in a place where your owner doesn't support that too. Like that like, too. And and the thing was, that this too. owner was outspoken in, you know, like basically having the players back when they were doing everything they were doing after George Floyd got killed, the stuff that they were doing in the bubble, when that, that night when they canceled all the games and stuff. He was kind of vocally, you know, outspoken in the players' favor. There, From what I'm reading, they're like – all you that's really have on him is he had his contract to feed him in the bubble. That's why right. he had the contract to feed him all in the bubble. He knew what it was. Right. But they're saying his 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 financial contributions to the Trump campaign is what what went you know, where he went wrong and, and what Harden is looking at as far as dude supporting. So I was like, I, I really don't know. Like if this is true Listen, it's man. like Harden, you draw. Tillman, we know what this is really about. Tillman Fertitta, Tillman Fertitta has it. Well, I don't know if he still has it, but he, I watched it years ago. He had his own reality show um, on CNBC, and he's like a, a, a rebel cowboy businessman. And just watching the show, I don't know who they thought he would support. 
he's that kind of like brash type, you know, um, rebellious, uh, rich white man. So it's like, right. who does you think he was going to support? He's a, he's point, a trumpet. I mean, who do you think? Who do you think eighty percent of these dudes are, are going to support? <laughs> but that, but, I mean, yeah, the but dude does the race eighty percent. I don't know why. That's why I don't know if this is all cap or not. Because like, where are you going to go that you won't find that? But even still, even if you only supports Trump, like you, you, you're playing for him. But at, at some point, man, y'all gotta chill, man. Like, yo, I know he's the boogie, quote unquote, boogeyman. But dude, like, come on, man, like. You really can't plan your whole. You can't really plan your whole life around Donald Trump, man. I think too many yeah, people. Yeah, you're gonna not. You're gonna not eat months. at restaurants that support Trump. Good luck with that. <laughs> you're gonna not like. You know, come on, man. Yo, your tax dollars are getting ready to pay his pension. It's dude. like it's so like, you it's do? like Stop saying you can live. It's like saying you can live in America. <laughs> now that you told them that, yes. With, it, it, like you living in America, and you're not gonna deal with the dominant culture and religion of America. You can't do that. So my thing is, either I know what it is. you, you can use his bread, down. you can use his bread to fight for your causes, or anyway, man. I don't, but I don't. Again, I don't want to criticize him because it's probably all cap anyway. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's true, right? On either side, like it might not be true at all, yeah. and if it is true, he, 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 he's just saying he that because he don't want to yeah, look like that. Yeah. <laughs> cap on both sides. Yo, first <laughs> off, does James Harden appear to appear kind of be the kind of person that cares about politics or being conscious? No, Yo, not at all. My man is a legend. Oh, no, no. My man is a I. My man is a IG and strip club legend. Like this, this. Come on, man. Anyway, he ain't, hard, um, he ain't vote. He ain't vote. Yeah, come <laughs> on, man. I can tell he ain't vote. Let's get to this last story real quick. The NFL claims that they were unaware of Antonio Brown's latest incident prior to his reinstatement. Um. So you know he's on the Bucks now, but he's he's always doing something. Don't always doing too much, AB. So this is the this is the alleged incident. They said he allegedly destroyed a surveillance camera and threw a bike at a security guard shack inside his gated community in Hollywood, Florida. So the the thing is, they didn't press charges. Um, it is a misdemeanor, but they opted not to press charges because he said he was going to pay for the camera. <laughs> So now that he's with the Bucks, now the NFL is just getting wind of this, and they're investigating. So I'm, what do y'all think they're going to end up doing? I'm, I'm kind of leaning to the side of, like, cause at first I'm like, well, grand, grand opening, grand closing, just because yo they just reinstated you, and here you go with another incident. But I'm thinking because you know the people at the community didn't think it was a big enough deal to press charges, then maybe the NFL will, you know, be lenient and, and let them do that. Or maybe at the least they'll suspend them for a few more games just for being Tom, a, Tom Brady, a Tom Brady, Tom Brady going to work it out. Um, and Tom Brady you know, had to because it was ball. Tom Brady pushing for this that got him on the Bucks in the first place. So if he loses yeah, them well, again. I don't think this is big enough to lose him. Like, when he joined the Patriots, like some sexual assault type stuff came out. That's a my whole man, different ballgame. My man, my Not man, a misdemeanor. My man, took his, you know. my man took all his clothes off in a training session and said, hey, are you here? You. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with you, man, Antonio? 
no, no, is man. Big Chuck. I'm wrong with you, sir. Definitely is. But anyway, man. Those were the stories that happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. So before we get out of here, tell everybody what happened on this date in sports history. No doubt. We're about to get the hell up out of here. And this date in sports history is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports books with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all this disrespectful shit that you hear about people like Wilt Chamberlain. Yo, Yo, I'm here to let y'all know that there is a better way. Make sure you pick up your copy of Sports. It's an acronym. Stay with me, people. Smart people only read the sports. Some people still don't get that because they can't spell sports. Go look at sports and then go... You'll get it. Anyway, it's a mixture of sports hip-hop culture, and war room sports slang that's going to keep y'all on the edge of your seat, keep you laughing, keep you learning, and it's, it's going to make you beg for more. So look, man, just go to our website, warroomsports.com, or you can go to sportsthebook.com. Make sure you get your copy. This has been out for a few years now, so if you copy by now, first of all, you're slipping. So don't, don't keep slipping. Go out there and get your copy. Don't miss this movement. All right. So this date in sports history, November 19th, 2018, the Los Angeles Rams beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I know y'all remember this game. 54-51 to 51 at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. This was the third highest scoring game in NFL history. The first time two teams scored 50 points in the same game. And Patrick Mahomes threw six touchdown passes for Kansas City, which is the most in Monday Night Football history. If you're one of those fans that like to see fireworks, like shootouts, don't really care much about defense, then you probably consider this the greatest Monday Night Football game in the history of the NFL. I remember this. It was crazy. It was exciting to watch, but then, you know, you also thought it was disrespectful to – you know, <laughs> the defense is actually calling themselves defenses. But, yeah, I, I, it wasn't too too long ago, so yeah, I know a lot man, of people remember that. Man, Orlando, Orlando Standard was a part of that contraption. Uh, it, it, was, it was crazy. Crazy shootout. All right, and one more thing happened on this date in sports history. On November 19th, 1978, the miracle at the Meadowlands happened. This is when the Eagles – uh, defensive back Herman Edwards, you play to win the game, returned a fumble, an unlikely fumble in the last seconds of this game, um, with 31 seconds left to be exact, to give Philly a 19-17 victory over the rival New York Giants. I think the miracle at the Meadowlands was just the first of this kind of um, situation between the Eagles and the Giants. The Eagles always find some type of way late in the game to do something unlikely to to beat the New York Giants. They didn't do it last no, week. No doubt. <laughs> they didn't do it last week. Bum-ass dudes, but, um, shout out, shout yeah. out, shout out to Herm and <laughs> shout out to brittle-ass brittle uh, Deshaun Jackson, too, man. Yeah, definitely. He had, uh, hey, and then, like, too. three weeks ago, three weeks ago, when – uh. Ingram drops that pass and gives 
Carson Wentz and the Eagles Shout out the to chance to go down. Shout out to Ingram. And Boston Scott catches that crazy pass at the end of the game that gives the Eagles the victory. So it's like it keeps happening, but it didn't happen this past week because the Eagles are just that yo, trash right now. We like Scott, to give. Yo, Boston Scott is tough. Yeah, he yeah he tough. He, he ain't tough enough yeah, to give us no wins because we we just trash. But we like to give a big war room salute to uh, these two. Historical moments in sports, man. Let's get the hell up out of here. Jim, take us out. I'm hungry. Yes, I ain't sir. hungry. I'm hungry. Yes, <laughs> Yo, y'all got y'all ready to go watch Versus or no? Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, everybody who called and got through. We appreciate those we can get to. We apologize. Shout out no to everybody man. who supports us, man. Tune in next Tune in next week live right here on demand as we catch up on everything going on in the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your sports, and we'll see you right back here next week. Please stay safe. You know what I'm saying? And catch everything we do, all of our content, books, social media posts, everything we do, you can find at the hub of warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book, you can also find right at that hub of warroomsports.com. So until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on time. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.